Hello and welcome to Moonwise, a monthly podcast featuring conversations with women of power. I'm your host, Dorte Sophie Royal, and in this episode, I speak with musician Alexa Sunshine Rose about the power of song and finding your sacred voice. Mother of the waters, Mother of us all, dreams and new beginnings, streams and waterfalls, Mother of the Alexa Sunshine Rose is a musician, visual artist, and mother. Her sound has been described as a mixture of West Coast folk and kirtan and evokes a state of prayer and blessing, no matter how you define it. After witnessing the transformative power of music in a healing ceremony, Alexa asked for music to come through her to assist in the healing of the earth and all beings. She began to receive songs the very next day. Since then, she's recorded three albums and various side projects and tours the U.S. frequently. Hi, Alexa. Thank you so much for being on the show. Hey, thanks for having me. I've been listening to your music on repeat for a few days in preparation for this interview, so I'm kind of awash in your melodies right now, and I'm really grateful to have been listening to you. Thank you for all of the music that you've recorded and shared with the world. Yeah, my pleasure. It's definitely my favorite thing to do. You were raised in a small town between the mountains, forest, and ocean, and you've said that you draw your creative inspiration from the beauty of the earth and from your spiritual experiences. Can you tell me more about how you found your voice and where your inspiration is sourced from? Yeah. Um, well, yeah, so I was raised in a small town, like like my bio says there, and um, there's so much so much natural beauty. Like as we're recording this, I'm looking out my window and looking at these beautiful, um, beautiful hillsides covered with trees and beautiful handcrafted homes. And just, um, you know, this community has a lot of art and music and dance. So I was definitely encouraged, um, and surrounded by a lot of that stuff. So I got a, I got a head start in that, in that regard, um, was really, uh, fortunate to have a lot of access to that from an early age. Um, so of course I got inspired and wanted to be like all these cool musicians and artists that I was exposed to. Um, I thought I wanted to be a pop music star at one point and that, that, that passed with my teenage years. (laughs) Then I started turning inward on a, a more of a spiritual path, uh, personal journeys and, um, was really inspired by a lot of musicians that I was around that were, um, affecting people's healing and their well-being and helping them relax and open their heart with their music. And I, I know because, you know, I was receiving the medicine of these people's music. Shimshai was a big one. Um, his music really touched me. And I had, there was a very strong moment where I, I saw, um, we were in a healing ritual and 
I, I just, I had this kind of epiphany where I saw the effect that music and sound waves were having on the people in the room. And I saw how, what a clean source of healing energy it was. And, um, and I had been waiting, I've been kind of waiting for something. I didn't know what I'd been waiting to see some kind of healing modality that I could totally believe in. Um, that wasn't, uh, you know, messed up by, by human interference. Um, and all of our ideas about what is good and what is how we can make things better. And, um, something just really clean and pure that I could believe in a hundred percent. And, um, as soon as I saw what was happening with his music, I said, that is what I want to (laughs) do. Like I, and I, so I aligned myself right then and there. And I, I went into my, my, you know, my inner, my inner being and made a really deep prayer and said, God, I really, I want to make music like that. What I'm seeing right now and how it's affecting people in this room to, you know, connect to their true selves. That's what I want to do. Um, and the next morning I started receiving songs. They just started kind of flowing in. Um, and it was kind of like a river at first. (laughs) Um, so for about three months, I, um, I was receiving, I think I, oh gosh, I received like 30 songs in three months. And, um, and then I was like, okay, okay, that's enough. Thanks. I got to work. I got to learn how to play guitar. I got to really like catch up. I hardly played guitar at that point. So I knew like three chords. And, um, <clears throat> so I, so I really, um, I spent the next three years actually unwinding the music that I received in those first three months. And then in 2009, at the end of those three years, I, um, recorded my first album roses with the help of Shimshai. Um, he did a lot of recording on it, um, for me and helped me kind of shape it. So, um, and of course it be that I didn't even know the journey that I was about to, uh, go on (laughs) with my music when that I was just taking one step at a time. I think it's so interesting, your choice of the word receiving as opposed to composing or creating. And I'm really intrigued by that. Do you see yourself as a channel for something that's coming through you or how, how does that work in your view? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a co-creative process. So, um, and I still, some people ask me, well, what, what is the source of your music? And I have to say like, it, it is honestly a mystery. Like I know, um, people refer to these things as a muse or a spirit guide or a, you know, and I, I don't claim to have any, I don't know what the titles are. I just know that there are certain, uh, energy bodies that work with me. Um, when I sit down to, with the intention of writing a song, sometimes the song comes when I am not actually in the mood to receive a song. I'm like hurting, I'm in pain. It's a song about being humble. And I'm like, ah, you know, (laughs) or like, or it's 2am and I'm like, oh, I just want to be asleep, but there's this song coming and I know I'll regret it if I don't get up and write it down right now. So there's, there's some that just, that just start that arrive in my head and I don't know where they come from. Um, but I'm, I know I've learned over time to work with them. And even if it's two o'clock in the morning to get up and write it down or record it into my phone, because I know that I won't remember it, even if I think I will. Um, but some are more co-creative processes where I will, um, I'll have, well, let's see, (laughs) there's so much to say on this topic. (laughs) Um, I, I, I call them song seeds. So sometimes I'll get an inspiration like, um, you know, I think we all have lots of these inspirations every day, something that's just so potent. It's like, 
the way that the sun reflects off our kids' hair or that flower that is just so beautiful with a dew on it or, um, you know, a friend who just died and, or some, it doesn't, you know, it's, it can be a positive or a negative, uh, uh, you know, any kind of strong emotion. It can happen in a split second. And, um, and I call those seeds of inspiration for me, song seeds, but for artists of all different kinds, it's like those things that you can unravel and find whole worlds and poems and songs and bodies of art, you know, in this one little potent reflection of, of beauty or sorrow or anger. Um, so sometimes I'll have a song seed and I'll kind of go hunting, you know, like, okay, well, what would the word, if I had to unravel that and put words to it, um, what would, what would those words be? And just kind of come in with a curiosity and, um, and see what, and see what I can come up with. And then I kind of bounce it off. I, I go back and check my work, you know, against the original inspiration. Does that actually hold true? Like, is that actually expressing the truth of this in like the most beautiful way I can think of? Um, and, and sometimes it does. And sometimes I really have to work with it. There's songs that have been sitting there unfinished for years. And then all of a sudden I'll, I'll, I'll get a different piece of a song and I'll realize that goes with that one I got 10 years ago or, you know, so some come through in one fell swoop, some are works in progress. They're all, um, I call them my song children. They, they come through in their own sweet time <laughs> and their own way with their own destiny. Song is such a potent tool for healing because I, I think that it bypasses the rational mind and the part of us that wants to control and often what I've seen with music is that it can help people release emotion or go into a place that they've been avoiding maybe and feeling things that they may not otherwise be willing to feel, but in a way that moves things instead of making you hold on to it or having it get stuck. Does that make sense to you? It does. Yeah, definitely. I, that's, that's something that I love about music and that it can, it can touch us in places that, um, that we wouldn't be able to go if we were navigating with our mind, you know, that it really, um, it's like water and it just flows around. It just, it, it, um, I was learning about gongs actually recently and how, uh, there's so many different things happening and cross patterns happening with the sound waves that, um, it actually literally like shorts out our brain. Like our brain cannot put the sound in a box and so it brings our brain into a, a different way of thinking and, a, and, and therefore our body, you know, um, into a different way of feeling and being. Um, and I, I just, I just think it's so neat that there's these spaces that they're like the spaces between what we usually can experience and it, it, it can, it can vibrate things loose from these places. It's like, it's like the closets, in, you know, of our, of our body, of our being, the, th the places we just don't go. Um, and, and, you know, these can be joyful things and these can be painful things, but, but, you know, it's, we want our closets to be clean. <laughs> we want our, we want our inner temple, the temple of our being to be, to be clean and resonant. Um, and so I just, I think it's a really potent healing tool when it's utilized to that effect. Definitely. And for any of our listeners who haven't experienced a gong bath before, they are really incredible. It feels like you did six hours of yoga, but you were just lying down. So check them out if you ever get the chance. Is there a particular place or time or state of mind when the songs come to you in a particularly strong way, or do they hit you at random moments? 
Yeah, I, you know, I've been wishing that I could figure out uh, a thread of continuity on that one myself for a long time. Um, but, you know, like I said, sometimes they just arrive in a fell swoop. It's kind of like a, a culmination of inspiration or, or a backlog of, you know, not writing songs for too long or something. And they all just kind of swoop in at once. And, and other times I really do feel like I have to go hunting for them. Um, and, and whacking through the underbrush of chords and words and until something cohesive kind of starts to, to come to the surface. Um, but I mean, I love, I love it both ways, you know, but yeah, they, they come in all sorts of different ways. Definitely though, when I do go hunting, like when I'm making the intention to receive a song, it helps to have a song seed. It helps to have some kind of inspiration trail that you're following, even if it's just a sense, even if it's not a mental understanding, like I feel this, I feel this bigness or I feel this, this feeling that wants to get expressed. And I just don't know what that even would look like, but just, just sitting and making yourself available, just giving yourself 10 minutes, half an hour, an hour, whatever you can find to just say, okay, what, what, if I had to put words to this feeling, what would those words be? you know, and then don't argue with the words when they come. <laughs> That's the other thing. Like, let it go. You can edit later. Like, just put it down on paper, put it into your recording. And then, and then you can go back and say like, okay, well, if I took that word out, then these two lines would rhyme. And if I, you know, if I took out that middle part, then that would make a good chorus for later. And you can kind of reorganize it later. But, um, but the first step is just making yourself available for, mm-hmm. for that inspiration to come through you. Was there ever a time when you felt that your voice was lost or hidden or undergoing transformation? Yeah, there's definitely been, uh, been times like that in my musical journey. Um, there were obviously having three kids kind of, you know, back to back, I was either pregnant or breastfeeding for about nine and a half years straight with like with no break in between. So, um, you know, there was a lot going on in my life. Um, and now my youngest is four, so I'm kind of into a new phase. But, um, but definitely during that time, there were times when I would sit down with my guitar and my kids would just mob me, you know, they're like, Oh, she's sitting down, get her. (laughs) And they would, I like, I literally, I couldn't play guitar. The only thing I could do would be to make chord forms and let them bang on my guitar and strum on it and, you know, make it into an interactive kid thing. But obviously that's very different. Um, so yeah, there were definitely times when I felt like I couldn't, um, I couldn't cultivate my art the way that I wanted to. Um, but luckily it kind of, it comes through me whether I like it or not. Um, and so luckily I like it. And, um, I, there was a body of, of songs that I released, um, in 2015, they're acapella songs. It's the, the collection is called created by sound and, uh, it's, it's shadow name. The name that I didn't give it because people wouldn't understand was survival songs. Um, and those were songs that came through when I was, um, incredibly stressed, uh, living very isolated way out in the country with two young children and a newborn baby. Um, and I, I literally, I, I felt like I was going crazy sometimes and I just didn't know they were like my anchors to the good reality. You know, they were like, okay, I'm falling down this pit. And so I'm going to like throw this anchor out and just, I'm going to sing it loud and sing it strong and, and really like hold on to the good reality as hard as I can. Um, and so, you know, songs like I accept whatever comes with grace, um, 
songs like I know my love is stronger than anything that could come to claim me. You know, these kind of like these like, oh, I'm holding on to the good reality as tight as I can. Um, Those kind of songs were born because I couldn't pick up my guitar because my arms were full of a newborn baby, because I was feeling so overwhelmed by my daily life um, that I, I, I sang for survival, you know. And, um, and so songs can come like that too. You know, they can be tools that like those songs I wrote for myself, (laughs) you know, I wrote those songs so that I could affirm, um, you know, the world that I wanted to live in the reality that I wanted to inhabit in those times when I couldn't find an outer reflection of that for myself. I'm getting chills while you're speaking because I really experienced that particular album the way you're describing as being prayers or incantations or even mantras just to bring yourself hope and affirm what it is you're wishing for yourself. I really feel that song can be a rescue tool sometimes. And I've also experienced song as something that I use to comfort myself in the darkest times. And you offer that so beautifully. So thank you. My pleasure. Absolutely. I mean, like, you know, like I said, I wrote those songs for myself and, and it's just a, a wonderful bonus that I get to share them and, um, and, and hopefully, you know, have them affect other people in that, in that similar way. Um, so, I mean, I, I received the medicine of my songs first and then, um, and then it's just like this wonderful thing that gets to blossom from there and, and go all over the world. It's really amazing. I get um, letters from people, uh, from all different corners of the world, you know, telling me that my music has somehow reached them and that they're, you know, being affected or being carried through a hard time. I know my love is stronger than anything that could come to claim me. I know my love is stronger than anything that could claim to own me. My love, my love, my love. My love, my love, my love. I know my light is stronger than anything that could come to claim me. I know my light is stronger than anything that could claim to own me. My light, my light, my light. My light, my light, my light. I know my love is stronger than anything that could come to claim me. I know my love is stronger than anything that could claim to own me. My love, my love, my love. My love, my love, my love. I know my light is stronger than Anything that could come to claim me I know my light is stronger than Anything that could claim to own me My light, my light, my light My light, my light, my light I know our love is stronger than Anything that could come to claim us I know our love is stronger than Anything that could claim to own us Our love, our love, our love Our love, 
love, our love, our love. I know our light is stronger than anything that could come to claim us. I know our light is stronger than anything that could claim to own us. Our light, our light, our light. Our light, our light, our light. Our light, our light, our light. Our light, our light, and our love. Music is a mutual benefit to the to the giver and the receiver. You know, because then the receiver can become a giver. The receiver can embody. The music, they can learn the song, they can, and then they can share it, they can give it on. Like it's, it's something that doesn't, it doesn't diminish uh, in value. It just multiplies and spreads and, um, and just has people's energy added to it. Like folk music, you know, over time it's, it's, the songs are kept alive, literally, you know, and fed by the, the people who are singing them and the people who are adding their little twist to it. Or, you know, like I just, I think music is just the coolest thing. (laughs) It's magical. It's like that song seed was planted by you and then it grows and blossoms through sharing and its beauty is returned to you again. I once was singing in a ceremony in a circle of women and I received this little message that said, sound is round. And of course, there's that old saying, what comes around goes around. But what that really meant for me was that the sound that you put out in the world travels and returns to your heart as medicine for you too. Absolutely. And that's, um, you know, that's what I would say, you know, as advice for somebody who wants to, um, to become a song carrier, to become somebody who, whether it's somebody who writes songs, receives songs, shares songs, um, or just sings them for themselves, um, would be to find what moves them, find, find what moves you and get inside it, you know, like really, really embody whatever it is that inspires you. So whether that's like a rock and roll song or a chant or, you know, somebody's song that just really moves you, that you really, that really resonates in you, see how you can interface with that song start singing it, um, start playing it on an instrument. Um, see if you can write another verse to the song, like see how you just kind of just play with it, you know, and see if, see if you can get inside it and make it yours. Um, and, and in, in that way you can keep that circle flowing, you know, you can, you can, you can give back to that song, to that, to that energy that inspired you in the first place. Thank you. That's such great advice. And as you bring this positive side of what we can offer for healing, there's this little red flag waving in my head that says, also remember to have caution about what you're listening to. Pay attention to the songs that you have on the radio or are actively listening to because sound and music is so powerful. Remember that it's programming your experience. And if a song you're listening to is really focused on greed or hate or jealousy, think about how that might be affecting you on a daily basis. Absolutely. And I, I mean, myself, I'm super sensitive to that stuff. So, you know, uh, my, my oldest is starting to, um, you know, be interested in listening to the radio and I'm just like, okay, how do I, how do I not control what he listens to, but like really give him some, you know, and so I explained it to him like, you know, so there's junk food, right? There's, there's artificial colors. There's these artificial things. Well, there's also junk, um, visuals and there's also junk 
auditorials, like there's, there's junk music and, and definitely no insult to these musicians that are pouring their hearts and souls into this stuff. But there, there are, um, you know, there are sounds that are artificially manipulated to the point that there's not really like a human resonance that's coming through the voice. There, there are lyrics that are degrading and hateful and, um, and over-sexualize, um, situations in ways that I personally am not comfortable with. And, um, and I think that in general, you know, just like sexuality and violence, um, you know, things that, uh, in the media that we're desensitized to, I think we get desensitized to it, um, on the radio and in music as well. Um, and so, um, I think that's a really good point and, and worth, <laughs> worth considering the, another, um, flip side of that is that, uh, there's been various, scientific studies being done about sounds as holograms, about how the sound of a voice uh, contains all the information from that entire being, that resonant chamber of our body that the sound is coming out of, that they're, you know, they're working on the scientific level. They're interested in working on like decoding whether they could diagnose somebody just from the sound of their voice. And of course, there are ancient practices like Chinese medicine that, that use you know, things that we would consider subtle, but that are actually incredibly fine-tuned diagnoses instruments like the pulses or the, the smell of the breath or, you know, things like that, um, that are, that are similar. But, um, as it relates to sound and the sound healing, especially, um, the intention that you sing with, um, really does encode the sound, um, tremendously. And you're not just, you know, um, if you download a song from iTunes, for example, um, and it's an MP3, to make an MP3, they have to cut off the, the highest and the lowest frequencies of the wave and then compress, like really, really tightly compress the rest to make it into a tiny little file like an MP3 that you can download quickly. Um, and so I encourage people to buy uh, my CDs when they buy the, my music or to, or to uh, through Bandcamp, for example, um, download the larger files, um, so that they can get the entire waveform, which is, which would then include the whole sound hologram. It's a being, it's a, it's a body of, it's a body of, of, um, of teaching. Uh, it's a transmission that has way more dimensionality than just the, the lyrics and the, the melody line, you know? Um, and that's why certain songs that have, uh, meaning to us in our life can change and teach us continually over time. Like you're like, I've been listening to the same song for years and suddenly I'm understanding new things from it because it's coming from a deeper place in the song. You know, it's, it's, it's so much deeper than that. That is fascinating. And I've never heard that explained before. And it makes me think that listening to live music also how potent and how different from listening to that little compressed file, like you said. Absolutely. Yeah. And then you're also receiving the, the sound vibrations in, in your phys the physical matter of your body in a different way when you're listening to it live. It's right there and it's, it's interplaying with your whole being in a different way. I wanted to ask you, when you talk about hunting for a song, I get the sense from your music that you see all life as having a song. In your song called Song That Heals, you sing that there's a song that heals the breath, a song that heals the mind, a song that heals the body, and it's with us all the time. Is it your experience that there's a song inside of all of us or in all of life, and it's up to us to notice and feel those songs that are already there? 
Um, yeah, absolutely. I, I definitely believe that, um, you know, that all, all creation is, is vibration. So the molecules, the energy forms, the electric currents, um, all of it is, I mean, it kind of, to me, seems like all different densities of light, all different densities of light waves, sound waves, um, vibrating in different, um, combinations to create everything that we see. And so in, in that sense, I think that everything is vibrating a different frequency, a different song. So the song that heals that I'm referring to in that song is, is kind of like the vibration of, of healing energy that exists in creation at all times, wherever we are, that there are, uh, an infinite number of songs being sung at all times, um, by an individual being a, a person, a plant, um, an element, um, from the micro to the macro. Um, and then there's the song of all of those things singing together. And then there's all these different, you know, subharmonics and different things that are happening, um, at all different levels, you know, and they're, they're like frequencies. Um, so you can tune to the frequency that you're looking for. If you're looking for that song that heals, it's there. You just have to tune to it. You just have to say, okay, I, I want that song that heals. I want that song to come and, and be with me right now. You don't even have to hear somebody singing it out loud. It's more just like that vibration, like hearing a sound. That's just one way of translating those vibrations into something, you know, like music, <laughs> for example. Um, but it's, it's with us regardless, and it's totally pure. Like it's, not, it's not affected. So that's the next line, you know, um, says uh, there's a song that speaks the name of the Holy One without doubt or shame. It's like it's so beyond religion. It's so beyond our little human ideas of what divinity is. Um, this, this vibration that, that exists. Um, um, so, and obviously these are all my, (laughs) these are all my views, um, on, on how, how existence is, but, um, but I've, I've personally experienced these things where I need a, I need a certain medicine and, and I can call it in by just putting my attention in that place. And certainly many of the world's religions and spiritual philosophies do say that the world began with a sound or with a word. So it's definitely woven into our understanding as humans about what this existence is. And I think physics also corroborates this a lot because I remember in college I was studying astrophysics and my teacher told us that the sun rings at a vibration lower than what we can hear, but it's ringing. And so are all the other planets and stars. And I thought, wow, I wish that poets took astrophysics classes because this stuff is just too beautiful to handle. (laughs) I know it all. I I mean, I personally, I don't see any of it really um, at odd ends with anything else. You know, I I really think that it's all just different ways of looking at the the same thing. Mother of the water Mother of us
mother of the waters, mother of us song mother of the water and i'd love to hear more about how that song came to you and why you decided to dedicate a whole album to water well at at the time that i received that song i was living i was in hawaii on the big island and we lived next to a um a gulch that had a little uh well at times little at times roaring um stream that would go down and um there was a little 12 foot waterfall with a little swimming hole that was right next to our home that we could go down to. And then there was a 40 foot waterfall a little farther down the gulch with a drinking water spring that in the dry season, um, the waterfall would stop flowing, but the drinking water spring would continue. And at that time I was, I was definitely in a practice of devotion to that water. Um, it was the fresh water from the spring is what we would, um, pump up to our house. So we were drinking it, we were bathing in it. Um, I birthed my, my third child in, uh, a tub of it, um, in my home there. And, um, so I was just, you know, just having that kind of 
a deep devotional relationship to um, a pure element. Um, so I was going down there and, and I would be so hot and so sweaty and so stressed, you know, and I would go down to this little waterfall and, and immerse myself in these just beautiful, icy, cold waters, um, and come out feeling totally reborn. And like everything was just stripped away. Um, and so I was actually in the car when I received that song, I was driving, um, I kind of enter a, enter a no mind space sometimes when I'm in the car. And actually that's the time when a lot of music will come through me. So I was driving and, um, just feeling the depth of my love for the, for the waters, um, that were blessing my family, um, during that really hard time in my life. And, um, and I just, it, it was like, it was pouring out of me. I was like, I must, I got to sing to this water. Like I have to give something back to this water. It was just like, like, ah, oh, praise the water, you know? So it just kind of poured out while I was, while I was driving and I was just singing it for the sake of singing it, you know? Um, but it came through so cohesively on its first, its first try that, um, that I kept singing it so that I would remember it <laughs> and then recorded it into my phone. Um, it was like really loud road roaring in the background recordings, you know? Um, and then, and at that time, you know, we didn't have a lot of money. Um, I didn't really have access to a recording studio. Um, I did, I had just gotten an iPhone though. And so I, um, I found a friend's uh, living room that was insulated enough that you couldn't hear the roosters and the wind and the um, birds and the everything that's so loud in Hawaii, dogs barking and all of it. Found a room that was insulated enough and recorded um, that song on my iPhone um, in three or four different layers. Um, recorded all the parts on a little program on my iPhone. Um, Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> so you can, you know, it sounds like I put some reverb or something on that on that song when you listen to the recording, but actually it's just the, like the naked room that I was recording in was kind of echoey. Um, and then there's the, the water in the background is actually a recording of that spring that, um, that it's called Kihalani, um, spring that inspired that song. Um, I went down and, and took a recording with my iPhone <laughs> of, um, of the water as it sings this little song as it's going down the rocks, um, right below that, that spring. What's your greatest wish for people who hear your music to experience? Well, um, the prayer that, that I made, because I don't, I don't claim to know what people need, um, for their healing. Um, it's very personal and specific. And, um, the prayer that I made before I released my roses album was that my songs, um, have wings that would just take them wherever they're needed, you know, wherever, there was somebody that could benefit from he hearing one of my songs, that it would somehow find a way to reach them, whether it was somebody teaching it to them or hearing it um, on a CD or online, that somehow um, that it, they just go, that they just go to where they're useful. Um, and so, of course, I wish, you know, that people would uh, feel wonderful and <laughs> inspired and in their hearts and, um, and uh, you know, feel their love more completely, um, in response to these songs, but really whatever the medicine is, that's that that person needs. That's what I wish for them. Um, and, and so that prayer has, I think, I mean, I, I feel it, it's continuing through 
um, all three of my full length albums, those songs, they all just go, (laughs) they all just, they all find their way to the most obscure places. Um, and, and people, I mean, like I said, people send me these stories of, of how, you know, randomly a song arrives to them it just when they needed it the most, you know? So I know that that prayer is still active and, um, uh, still giving those, giving those songs wings. And, um, it's, I guess it's, it's kind of embodied in the, um, in the song pool of love. So, um, I'm not sure how my microphone will do with me singing into this little headphone, but I'm going to give it a try and hopefully it'll work. Um, so it says, um, may the pool of love we have gathered here spread its wings and fly far and near from the depths of our hearts to the farthest star may our love bless everyone may our love bless everyone that that's my prayer for the prayer work that we do for the gatherings that we we come together and we build all this beautiful energy and that 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 ripple out and bless everyone um so that's definitely my prayer for my music as well that it that it reaches those who need it and bless everyone in whatever way it's it's able <laughs> May the pool of love we have gathered here spread its wings and fly far and near from the depths of our hearts to the farthest star. May our love bless everyone. May our love Bless everyone. May this pool of love we have gathered here spread its wings and fly far and near from the depths of our hearts to the farthest star. May our love bless everyone. May our love bless everyone. May the pool of love we have gathered here spread its wings and fly far and near from the depths of our hearts to the farthest star. May our love bless May our love bless everyone. May the pool of love we have gathered here spread its wings and fly far and near from the depths of our hearts to the farthest star. May our love bless May our love bless everyone. May the pool of love we have gathered here spread its wings and
depths of our hearts to the farthest star. May our love bless everyone. May our love bless everyone. May our love bless everyone. So beautiful. Alexa, are you working on any new music at the moment? Yes, I am. Uh, I've been working for the last few years on putting together a kids CD. Um, and, you know, a, a lot of my songs are great for kids, but I really want to put together a CD that's specifically a gift for the children. Um, there's been a lot of songs that I've received over the years of having kids, um, some that are super goofy, like, where did my sock go? Where did my sock go? Where, oh, where did my sock go? When you're like trying to leave the door, leave, you know, go out your door and you can't find two socks. You can only find one. Um, and then there's some that are, you know, that are more, um, uh, spiritual. Um, I am a light. I am a shining star. I am a gift to the earth from above. I am a light, I am a shining star, I am, I am, I am love. So, you know, some, some other songs that, um, that I have dreams of getting Rafi or some Adam Carr to sing on with me, but we'll see how, we'll see if that happens. In May, I will be doing a tour with a friend of mine, Ari Moshe, who, um, he's an excellent guitar player, um, and he's going to play guitar for me. I'm going to sing and we're going to do a tour. Um, so we're going to, going to be in Santa Cruz, May 22nd. Um, we're going to be in Oakland, the 25th, going to be Ashland, the 28th, and then Williams, Oregon, June 7th, Eugene on the 8th and Portland on the 9th. So we do a little, a little tour there. So if any of your listeners are along those routes, they can visit my Facebook page. So it'd be um, facebook.com slash Alexa Sunshine Rose. And you can see the tour dates there. Perfect. And for listeners who want to find out more about you, you're online at alexasunshinerose.com. Yep. And you can also find me on Bandcamp and Spotify and just about any old place online. Thank you. Any last thoughts that you'd like to leave us with? I just really encourage everybody who wants to sing not to talk themselves out of it. You know, um, there's all these reasons that we talk ourselves out of doing things that we're inspired to do. And, um, so my, my dream is that anybody who has the desire to sing sings, um, and it's a muscle. So you have to use it if you're going to get good at it. And some people are just lucky and they are, superstar singers and can do it. But like, you know, I know myself, if I haven't sung for too long, it takes a while to get back up to speed. And, um, so just, you know, don't be hard on yourself, sing to yourself, sing to your children, sing to the trees outside, um, and let your inspiration move you, um, make up a little one line song. It doesn't have to be anything fancy. You don't have to do it big and fancy for it to have an impact. Um, sometimes the, the, the tiniest little songs can change the world or last hundreds of years. I mean, think about the, the nursery rhyme songs that we all grew up with, you know, it's like, they're really simple, but they last for so long. So, um, yeah, give it a try. That's what I say. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the show. 
You can find more information, including links to Alexa's work, on our website, moontent.co. And for our beloved Patreon subscribers, I have some very special treats for you over at patreon.com slash moonwise. There you can listen to a playlist of my favorite songs from Alexa, as well as a recording of me singing her song, I Release Control. Also, something Alexa and I talked about a bit after we stopped recording is reconnecting with our European heritage and finding the lost indigenous songs from the British Isles. I've shared a bonus conversation on Patreon where I talk about hunting for ancestral songs, as well as a recording of the Seal Woman song, which is a very special song received by a woman while she was in a cave hanging out with the seals. For as little as $1 a month, you too can get access to bonus content, meditations, songs, giveaways, and more by joining our community on Patreon. I want to give a shout out today to Emily Jacoby, who recently joined our Patreon community. Thank you, Emily, for uplifting the feminine and supporting women-led media. Our theme music is Butterflies March by Sophie Cooper from her album Rewilding, available on Bandcamp. See you next time.